Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Coming up, going to church online. We'll also have Fiona Odlam on because, of course, when it's Friday, it's Friday Fun Day with Fiona. Wait till you hear the story of Nancy Diker. She took care of a dog and she got a whole lot more. And Dr. Cyrus will join us as well. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Thank you very much, Tristan. I was just kidding. You can like Kathy Kennedy as much as you like me. That's what, It was just funny because I happened to climb in the truck as you were saying to Kathy. Eh, no big deal, Hal's up. But, you know, people like you just as much. Which, they probably like her more, actually. <laughs> Truth I, be told. I did not, I did not say it that. Did, it, did, it did sting a little bit, though. Because we're buddies, I thought. You know, we're pals. You're on my show every half hour. So you're saying that I have to like you more than anybody else? No, not at all. But you just don't have to tell anybody you don't like me. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That'd be like saying to your girlfriend. That'd be like saying to your girlfriend. You know, you just got to place and time, I guess. I don't know. It was just funny, though. It was almost like the big guy upstairs planned it. Like I got in my truck, I turned on my, and there was Tristan going, eh, no big deal. Hell's off today. People like you just as much as they like Hal. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Always okay. lie, TFJ. That, that yes. was lie. Right. Excuse me. This I'm the is news... a relationship. This is a relationship, <laughs> Whoa, wait a and minute. all relationship rules apply. That's exactly right. I so, don't remember signing that no in the contract. No matter what I'm wearing, I never look fat, for example. <laughs> yeah. That's just one that you have to remember. Your hair always looks fantastic. Yes. Right. Anyhow. We'll talk more about this later, or maybe not. Maybe, oh, no. Maybe that's enough. Maybe okay. we're done. All, all right. right. We'll talk to you in half an hour. Two o'clock news. Tristan Field-Jones, he'll be back on the show. Maybe. Because I've got other news people I like just as much. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, chuckle you hear there is Cam Poitras. He's the producer of this show. This is the end of week number two. Will there be a week three? Yes, I think there will be. I'm kidding. Yes, there will be. And it is Friday. So that means it's Friday fun day with Fiona Odlum. Hey, hey, hey! How, How are you? How are you? Where are you at? You're on holidays. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, so in the last five days, I've been to Edmonton, Saskatoon, Toronto, and now I'm in uh, Grand Cayman, Georgetown. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a kind of a, a hectic week, but we're here, and it's it's heaven. I I can't lie. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just retweeted your tweet uh, so everybody can go to my Twitter feed at Hal Anderson and uh, see where you're staying. Are you right on the beach? Yeah, we're right on the beach. Yeah, my cousins live here, and so we just come down and we stay with them. So don't think like you guys can like ask me for money because I don't got any. <laughs> <laughs> they got the money. I got no money. So we just come down here. But Hal, I have to tell you about Grey Cup. Sure. Oh. My gosh. Listen, I met this guy from Winnipeg, from Transcona. So you already know where this is going. And he calls himself <laughs> the Cooch. Oh. And he's been to like 50 Grey Cups or 47 Grey Cups. And he had this like personalized t-shirt that he, I guess he updates every single year. And he's like, oh, it's my 47th Grey Cup. And yeah, my liver still works. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from, uh, he's from T-Town. Yeah, he's from T-Town, totally, and all of his friends, and uh, I met them when I was at uh, the Atlantic Schooners announcement, mm. and they were all there losing their minds and all super excited, and so it was a really great time, and I got to have breakfast with the one and only Bob Irving, 
and his lovely wife day and we just had the best old gossip and of course you came up and uh we were all like oh oh we got we got to get it all back together i'm like well you should join us sometime on friday he's like no too busy i'm retired yeah i'm (laughs) semi-retired I just had Bob on this week. I kind of thought, well, I better get him on to kind of wrap up the year, you know, because now him and mm-hmm. Day get to go traveling and, you know, and do all uh, all that kind of stuff. I also heard that you met up with Casey Gibb out there. Oh, the Gibbs. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Did he tell you the true story no, of he just his whole said, weekend? All he told me was that you guys met up for <laughs> breakfast or, or lunch or something. <laughs> Casey Gibb, of course, is our traffic guy, which you'll hear here on the air after 3 o'clock today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Casey, uh, I hooked up with him and a couple of guys that used to I used to do TV with, and so I connected with them on Saturday at noon. That was the earliest they could get themselves together because, in an exact quote from Casey Gibb, was Fiona Friday night, the boys and I, we flew a little too close to the sun. <laughs> And, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, 10 o'clock, we were lights out. And so I was like, oh boy, Casey, you got to pace yourself, man. And so then we were supposed to get together on Saturday night and he texts me, I'm a thousand years old. He texts me at quarter to 12. Okay. Yeah. We're just hitting, we're just hitting the pavilions now. Nope. I, good luck to you, buddy. You're on your own. So he went full Gibster, like. <laughs> Full on. <laughs> but it, it was, was uh, it, it was, was a good time in Edmonton at the Great Cup, though. It was fun. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what? Edmonton, they put on a good show. It was a really good time. Mm. I can't wait for Calgary next year when, you know, the Riders win and everything. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's a daydream. Snap out of it, Fiona. Snap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was like super great. And I, I have to say though, even great cup, like I had it, whatever, but you're going to know this. Um, I actually finally got to stop at the giant Easter egg in Vegreville mm. and got my picture taken. Have you been there? I have never been to Vegreville. I grew up in Southern Alberta. That's in the North. I grew up in Southern Alberta. I know all about the big egg in Vegreville, but I've never seen it. No. Yeah, it was pretty cool, I have to say. But I really thought that like when you went there, you got like a free bag of pierogies. So that didn't happen. So don't <laughs> ask the first Baba you see on the side of the road that looks really cute, which like I did. And yeah, maybe <laughs> she thought I was weird. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, I, I got a question <laughs> for you. Shifting gears. We're only going to do one segment with you because I don't want to take away from your Kay. holiday. But uh, I do have a couple of questions for you. I saw this story. Apparently 29% of us, of people, 29% say that they would give up coffee, caffeine, if it meant they would never get sick. And the same number, 29% say they would give up social media if it meant they would not get sick. No colds, no coughs, no sore throats, no flu. So almost a third of people would give up coffee and social media in order to never get sick. Where do you fall on that? Oh, I would give up Twitter in a heartbeat. Like but Twitter, just Twitter is the or all worst. Of it. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Can I keep my Instagram, please? <laughs> yes, you can keep your Instagram. Anyway, I thought what that would was you kind do? Of would you? Would you? Would uh, you give anything up? How sick am I going to get? Not that sick. I would probably no. Not. Like I, you're, you're going to have like hardcore sniffles. Hardcore yeah, sniffles. I, I might give up social media. To be honest with you, I would probably give up social media before I gave up coffee. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I just do one big cup, but that one big cup when I don't get it, oh, it's it's tough. Like yesterday I had the test. I had to go, I said mm-hmm. this at the start of the show, I had to go and get an ultrasound because I had to get my gallbladder checked out. 
And so mm-hmm. I couldn't have anything to eat or drink after midnight, basically. And it was Ugh. horrible. Thank God my appointment was 8 o'clock in the morning because if it had been much longer with no coffee, it really would have made <laughs> me kind of crazy. Well, and so then, like, on the weekends, what do you do? Like, I usually, you sleep in I, a little bit? I sleep in a little bit, but I always get a coffee if I want. Or sometimes, and uh, this sounds sort of silly, but sometimes, because I do like a, a coffee from, uh, you know, a drive through I will pick one mm-hmm. up, take it home on the weekend, and then when I get up in the morning, I can have the coffee I'm used to and enjoy that coffee even mm-hmm. on the weekend, because I can't brew a good coffee at home. Okay, so my co-host in, in the Stoon, she just bought a $600 coffee grinder. Just the, grinder. Just the grinder, like it doesn't. Yes, I don't know. That's crazy. She must make more than me. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. If she's spending that kind of money on a coffee grinder, that doesn't even make the coffee. I know. That's I looked stupid. at her. I was like, "Wow, yeah, it is right." Yes. I couldn't say that to her face. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. uh, quickly on all your traveling, you've been all over the place. You just told us all the mm-hmm. cities you've been, and now you're in the Cayman Islands. Have you ever had any problems at all with the airline? I'll tell you this story, and then you weigh in on it and tell me if you've had any. And I've okay. certainly had bad experiences traveling, but this woman was a passenger with her daughter on Southwest Airlines, and this woman is furious because an airline employee made fun of her daughter's first name when they were boarding a flight recently. Her daughter's name is spelled A-B-C-D-E. That's how it's spelled. And it's pronounced, what? yeah, and it's pronounced Absidy. Okay, that's how it's pronounced. Oh. So okay. the mother, who is now pretty angry, uh, says her daughter asked, Mom, why is she laughing at my name? The airline apologized to the mother, but many social media users have been less sympathetic. Let me just play what the mother has posted on, I think it was Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Listen. The gate agent started mocking my child's name, laughing, pointing at me and my daughter, and talking to other employees. So I turned around and just said, like, hey, I can hear you. So if I can hear you, my daughter can too. Like, I'd appreciate it if you just stopped. Like, that's mean. You shouldn't do that to grown-ups, certainly not to kids. Mm-hmm. But her name is, first of all, maybe mom should be in trouble for naming naming her kid A, B, C, D, E. Right. She knew what she was doing. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, but the adults, that's unforgivable. That mm-hmm. is that is absolutely unforgivable. And again, when you're in a job like where you're dealing with the public, like, if you're not good, yeah. if you're not good dealing with people, why are you in a job where you need to deal with people? <laughs> right well exactly it, you know you're 100 percent right like i don't know how these people get these jobs quite honestly but yeah. no that's not cool i no. haven't had anything like that i've had all sorts of other things but like never that like that's terrible i did make a new friend though on the plane and i'm very excited so he was very nervous he was getting to be reunited with his son he hadn't seen him in five years oh cool so yeah, so we talked it out. We're now best friends. No big deal. Excellent. Yeah. You're, you're very good at that. Like, it's hard not to be Fiona's friend. Like, I, for many years, I didn't want to be her friend, but I was her mm-hmm. friend. For many years, it just kind of worked out that way. And now I was love you, and, and now I could, never, I could never get enough of you. I know, right? Was it like when I, that was sealed the deal, was when I started driving around your house honking? Hi, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. You got to like me. No, it was when I got the show to do mornings here at CGOB and you were a part of it. I thought, well, I guess I better be her friend now because I'm working with her every day. You were paid to like me. Hey, listen, go back, get to the beach, have a banana daiquiri and and do a cheers cheers for me, okay? 
I will 100%. And also, um, because I didn't quit social media, you have to check it out because I'm on vacation and I may or may not, I, I did, I dyed my hair cotton candy pink. Oh, uh! I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and look right now. Okay, no, it's not done yet. It's, I just did it. Oh, so. you just did it. Okay, I'll keep I'll keep following your, uh, your okay, okay, social okay. media feeds. Okay. All right, enjoy okay. your holiday. <laughs> Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. There she goes, <laughs> Fiona Odlum. It is more fun on a Friday when Fiona's on the show. Fiona Odlum, Friday Fun Day with Fiona. Getting some reaction to the woman who uh, called her child A B C D E, pronounced Absidy. Uh, Mike says, Hal, about that poor kid's name. Sometimes things are so stupid, they're funny. Expect people to laugh. Sorry, but the mom's to blame here. She's an idiot. Well, I still think you have to behave like, if you're in a job where you're dealing with the public, you need to behave like a professional. Don't, it's not professional to laugh at somebody's name, especially not a kid's name. Yeah, don't don't mock a kid. Come on. I mean, the mom, like, I mean, you're obviously going to raise eyebrows your entire life with yep. a name like that. Sure. But, you know, yeah. don't mock the kid. All right. We agree. But thank you for the text message, Mike. I appreciate it. Anytime, 204-780-6868. Live during the show, text or call that number. All right, keeping the faith. This is our uh, week-long series, final day for the series today. You may have heard earlier here on CGOB how Jeff Braun, our Jeff Braun, morning newsman extraordinaire, went online and became an ordained minister for free in just seconds. Today, the focus is kind of the internet and what you can do online and how religion and the World Wide Web connect. That's kind of today's focus. If I have time, I may play that uh, package from Jeff Braun just because it's so good. Like, it's so good. Uh, Jeff's really good at stuff like that. I, on the other hand, today uh, was given the task to find out about church on the internet. So I Went to work. Well, praise God. When I was a kid, my grandparents would watch Jimmy Swaggart on TV and Ernest Angley. This is the award-winning Ernest Angley Hour, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to all nations. I believe in miracles. Well, now the new frontier for religion is online. The whole world has gone online in every aspect one could imagine. Mark Hughes is the lead pastor at Winnipeg's Church of the Rock. And uh, we just really felt as the church, in order to keep up with where our culture is going, we were going to have to have an online presence. I had a chance to talk with Pastor Hughes this week. He told me his internet sermons are seen here, obviously, but also around the world. We're not really trying to, you know, reach Pakistan and Australia, but it happens because, you know, the world has been drawn together by the internet. And so people find you and they discover you and then they tell their friends and their relatives. And, and that's kind of how it grows. And that's how, how things go viral as it were. And uh, so that constituency internationally grows virtually every week. The Church of the Rock even has a full-time social media person. And uh, we're updating Facebook, Instagram, things like that every single day with multiple posts. And then we use that to drive people to our online services, which we use a streaming service. And we stream live on Sunday mornings. Pastor Hughes was happy to share some numbers with me. We would have about... 32,000 views would be a typical week on Facebook. So, you know, it's very, very large, more than what we would have in person. 
And so some of those hits are, are multiple people, those aren't, or multiple hits rather, so they're not unique persons necessarily, but it's a lot of traffic. And then our actual online services are would be more in the hundreds in, rather than in the thousands. And so, you know, different weeks is, is, you know, different numbers. But it's not uncommon for us to, you know, stream something several times a weekend and get, you know, three, four hundred people every time uh, that tune in from somewhere in the world or even not that far away. And that component is growing. And there are some players in the world that are doing a very, very good job with online services that are in the tens of thousands of people logging on every week. But we're relatively new in this as you know, four or five years old. But every, virtually every month, every year, it continues to grow as people discover you, like, like any online presence. Those are some pretty impressive stats, but there is one big difference between going to church online and in person. On the internet, discussions take place. You wouldn't sit in, in church and, and talk out loud to you, you know, the person sitting in the next row. Uh, or you could, but you'd, you know, you'd have raised eyebrows and people annoyed with you. Whereas here, you actually get to. And so, you know, there's a particular topic that I'm talking about, let's say, and these folks will begin to discuss it and say, wow, that's an interesting thought. And have you ever had that happen to you? And uh, they do a lot of talking. That is Pastor Mark Hughes at the Church of the Rock, keeping the faith here in Winnipeg and Manitoba and all over the World Wide Web. So there you go. It's been fun this week, Keeping the Faith. The series will continue this afternoon after four on the news with Julie Buckingham and Richard Clucci. And as I said, if I can find a couple of minutes on the show today, we're going to try and get Jeff Braun, at the very least get the part where Jeff Braun is on his computer becoming an ordained minister. And he literally does it in about a minute, start to finish. It's crazy. Crazy. It makes me want to go and become an ordained minister, to be quite honest with you, because I think there might be a demand for Hal Anderson officiating at weddings. I think you might be right. 34th greatest Canadian of all time and an ordained minister who's marrying you today, Hal Anderson. That's got to be worth, what, 150, 200 bucks or something like that? Oh, I'm thinking that's low. <laughs> I'm thinking that might be on the low end, but you never know. We'll Anyhow, just... right now we're going to chat with. A friend of a listener, a listener, I think her name was Sandy. Yeah, I think it was Sandy. Uh, Sandy called me up or, or emailed me, I guess, hal at cjob.com, and she says, you got to hear this story. And so here is Nancy Dykers on the phone now. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Hi, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. So you uh, foster dogs. You you help out when you can. And this poor dog, Sheba, got shot up north and ended up in your care. That's right. And what happened next? <laughs> um, well, I was busy looking after Sheba's wound. That was what I thought my job was going to be as her foster mom, just uh, taking her to the vet every three days and getting her bandaging changed and, you know, giving her medication and loving and right. giving her a caring home. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that she was starting to change a little bit in her body, getting a little chubbier, and her nipples were changing. And uh, I asked the vet, and he said, well, sometimes when dogs are in heat, they can have a phantom pregnancy. Right. So and, and, you're, and, and at this point, you're hoping, please let it be a phantom pregnancy. <laughs> please. And then she kept getting bigger and bigger, so they did an ultrasound. And there they were, all the little puppies looked like little gummy bears with heartbeats. Oh. 
Oh, no. How and many? They, How many? Well, they couldn't tell with the ultrasound, so they waited a little bit, and then they did an X-ray, and they said there was going to be anywhere between 10 and 14 uh, puppies, <laughs> which is a lot of puppies, as you know. Yes. And it turned out that Sheba had 11 healthy puppies. 11 healthy puppies. And so mm-hmm. now you, trying to do the right thing for poor Sheba, now you're stuck not just with the dog who's been shot and dealing with that. Now you've got 11 puppies and you've got two dogs of your own. That is correct. Oh, man. It's in a house. <laughs> and how many weeks has this gone on? Because Sandy, your friend Sandy, shared with me some pictures. I don't know how you're doing this, Nancy. <laughs> well, I got Sheba on the 17th of August. And uh, the puppies were born um, about the... 14th of October, I think. And tomorrow they're seven weeks old. So I've had all the puppies for seven weeks. They were born under the bed, um, which added to the difficulty of figuring out how many there were and how everything was going. Sheba insisted on being under the bed and I didn't move her because I knew she'd just move her puppies right back. So right. She was under the bed for five days and well, now they're in my kitchen. They're they weigh about 12 to 15 pounds each. So they're dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they're puppy dogs. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a dog, by the way, is uh, Sheba? Obviously, we don't know what dad looks like, but what is Sheba? Well, there can be many dads with one woman, a dog. And uh, there's at least three dads in Sheba's litter. And Sheba is a boxer lab cross. Wow. You know, and Sandy Sandy was telling me, she says, Hal, uh, uh, Nancy does not complain. She has taken this on. It's it's become more than a full-time job on top of everything else that you do. Uh, She says you don't complain. Uh, Sandy was there for an evening feeding, and she said, Hal, if you want to see something, go for an evening feeding at Nancy's place with all these mouths to feed. So what's been the biggest challenge? Um, I gotta say the poop. <laughs> I'll bet, eh? <laughs> There's a lot of poop with that many puppies, and <laughs> I, I want to have them trained on the on the pee pad for when they go to their when they go to be adopted. Yeah. Um, they're actually from a rescue called Tales of the Misunderstood. They stepped up to uh, pay for Sheba's vetting um, after uh, Feed the Fur Babies Canada paid her initial emergency vetting. Um, Tales of the Misunderstood has paid the balance, cost about $2,500 to save Sheba's leg. And she didn't have a broken bone. Had she had a broken bone, it would have been a lot more. Um, So I think just keeping them all settled and uh, fed and the area clean. And um, yeah, they're busy. When does this end for you, Nancy? Is there an end date? There is an end date, and it's tomorrow morning. I'm driving them all. We call it their freedom ride when a foster dog is driven to their to their future uh, home where they're going to be going, and they're going to Calgary. So tomorrow I'm driving them only to Moose Jaw, and I'm meeting a girl named Carrie, and she is coming from Edmonton to pick them up and drive them to Calgary. Wow. So they'll be, they'll be go, leaving early tomorrow morning on their freedom ride. Gee. Uh, You know, and uh, listen, I have a dog. I had two until a while ago. I lost one. And, you know, 
we often, we're dog people. And so Mm -hmm. it must be real mixed emotions that you're dealing with, right? Because, I mean, you want the insanity to end, but at the same time, you now have to give up all these beautiful dogs. Yeah, she really did have a beautiful litter. They're they're quite unique in their in their appearances. There's there's quite a variety in the colors, and there's lots of pumpkin colored dogs because she's pumpkin colored, and some are fuzzy and things like that. But the hardest part for me is going to be um, saying goodbye to Sheba. Yeah, yeah. My daughter had a really tough time in my life, and she helped me through it, and I helped her. So it's going to be hard to let her go, but she loves people. And I think she'll find a really good home. Isn't that amazing what these animals, whether it's a dog kid around about being a dog guy and dogs are smarter than cats and all that stuff. I'm joking, right? But these animals, they come into our lives at the right time sometimes, don't they, Nancy, right? Like, you know, we're there to help them, but here you are sending this dog off that's caused weeks of insanity in your house and you're (laughs) getting choked up because she was there for you. Yeah, she is there for me. Yeah. Really, really nice so, chatting with you, Nancy, and 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 thanks for doing the right thing and helping Sheba and now all the puppies. And uh, I'm really glad your friend Sandy told me about you because it's a great story and good for you. Well, you're welcome. Can I just say, if anybody's interested in seeing pictures of Sheba or her puppies, they'll be on the uh, Tales of the Misunderstood um, dot com, www Tales of the Misunderstood all one word dot com. And they can check out and see what she looks like and what her puppies look like. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll do one better for you, Nancy. I've got some pictures, but I think they came to me from Sandy. So if you don't Mm -hmm. mind emailing me a few of your pictures, I'm not sure they'll end up on our website, but I'll put them on my social media feed. And they may end up on our website as well, but for sure, they'll be on my social media feed. So if you want to email those to me at hal at cjob.com, I'll make sure that happens, okay? Okay, thanks, Hal. Excellent. Nancy, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for giving them a voice. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nancy Dykers. She took in Sheba. Sheba had been shot up north. Sheba survived. She was caring for Sheba. And then Sheba was with child. But not just one. Eleven. And it's been weeks of caring for all of them. And now tomorrow they get their freedom ride. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.